Hey, 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 it's your girl, So So Lovely. And your girl, Deasia Ali. And we are the hosts of the Bad and Boozy Podcast. Join us every Wine Crush Wednesday as we discuss... Wine, life, and other liquor-related shenanigans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bad and Boozy Pod. And send your drunken wine hotels to Bad and Boozy Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget... The best wine is the one you like. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, at 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, how about hypnosis? Let's get through... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know... Hello, and welcome to episode 210 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and we're joined by our returning SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet. You can just call me the European champion. <laughs> Hailing from, give me a city in Germany. Oh, Munich. Hailing from Munich, Germany, the European champion, Miss Didi Jonet. Hey, oh, wait, or I could be from Ubersee because that's where the train was. <laughs> <laughs> so glad that you're back. Love that, uh, the stories that you told in the pre show. And if you're on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media, you can hear tales from Didi's trip to Germany as well. So, yeah, you should definitely get in on that because German TV is, is worth a review. <laughs> <laughs> We're joined tonight by our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, none other than Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? It, you all right? Oh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm just ready to get this out of the way. Uh, just get the whole election taste out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks to everybody who voted. Hopefully, you know, in your area and district, you made a difference. It made a change, so you know, can't complain if you don't vote. So, good job to everybody who went out and voted. You can find the WrestleCast on the CSPN at CSPN.us. So, DD and Greg, we had this little thing on last Friday called uh, Crown Jewel. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was uh, the you know the most controversial event in the history of the WWE, and uh, it went on like it was scheduled on Friday. So we start off with the pre-show match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev for the United States title. Rusev wants the accolade, but Nakamura makes the ropes. He stuns Rusev off the ropes and then hits a flying knee strike. The Kinsasha is countered, and Rusev gets the accolade. Nakamura fights, and he hits a low blow. Then Nakamura hits a Kinsasha to retain his title. Hey. 
Yeah, I mean, this was a this was a you know cool um, kickoff show match. Champ retains, so hopefully Nakamura can get some steam going forward. Um, then the main show starts. We get this you know really cool fireworks display, and uh, Persona Non Grata himself, Hulk Hogan, comes out to be the host of the show. He welcomes everybody to the event, and you know tells them to enjoy themselves and have a good night. And then we get our first WWE World Cup match between Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. Rey hits lit kicks and then it ends a gurry, but the 619 is blocked. Orton hits a draping DDT. Orton poses and takes his time and then sets up for an RKO. Rey counters into a cradle and Rey Mysterio gets the win. After the match, Orton RKOs Rey and tosses him to the floor. He then slams Ray into the announce table. So Ray has to go into his next match all beat up and injured. So DD Janae, I know that you approved of that outcome because all lives don't matter. L. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all lives don't matter. Just FYI. Our next World Cup match, we had Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. Jeff Hardy heads up top and The Miz rolls away. The Miz begs off and gets a cradle with the ropes, but the ref catches him. Jeff then gets his own cradle for a two count. The Miz hits the skull-crushing finale, and The Miz advances to the next round. Then we have Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley in the next World Cup match. Rollins fights Lashley off and slips into a powerbomb attempt. Lashley escapes, and Lashley misses a spear, and he posts himself. We get the blackout or the AKA curb stomp by Seth Rollins and Seth gets the win. In our final first round match for the World Cup, we have Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. Angle fights off the sleeper hold and he gets the ankle lock. Dolph fights, but Angle pulls him back to the center of the ring and Dolph finally rolls out the ankle lock. Angle gets posted, Dolph hits the zigzag, and Ziggler is your winner. So, nothing too out of the ordinary or too shocking in the uh, the World Cup matches. Um, uh, Kurt Angle versus Dolph was probably the best one. Orton and in, 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 uh, Rey Mysterio was pretty good, too. So, next up, we have The Bar versus The New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, the New Day arrive on a flying carpet. And they're tossing out pancakes. So, of course, the New Day doing it big. Kofi takes Cesaro to the floor. Big Show distracts Big E. But Big E still gets a cradle for a two count. The ref is then pulled out of position. We get the knockout shot to Big E from the Big Show. The bro kick from Sheamus to Big E. And the champs retain. Did you happen to see this match, Miss Didi? Mm, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I had gone to dinner by then. All right. Next up, we had Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler in the World Cup semifinal. Rollins runs into the famous for two count. Dolph heads up top. Rollins pops up after him and hits the superplex, but Dolph counters the Falcon Arrow into the zigzag for two count. Rollins counters back. He hits a super kick and takes out Drew. Drew then shoves Rollins off the top and Dolph hits the super kick for the win. 
uh, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler have really good chemistry and they produce really good matches. And uh, that was another one. Next up, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE title. AJ Styles looks for the calf crusher and he gets it. And Joe struggles for the ropes and he makes it. Styles follows up with leg kicks, but Joe counters into the Coquina Clutch. Styles counters and they work to the ropes. Styles lands some kicks, but Joe fights off the calf crusher. Styles hits the Pele kick, then Styles fires up, he lays in right, and then he hits the phenomenal forearm, and AJ Styles retains the WWE title. Womp womp. That was another reason why I didn't go back and watch. <laughs> For the Universal title, we have Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. Uh, Corbin hits Strowman with the title. We get an F5 by Lesnar, and that gets two count. We get another F5, and Braun kicks out again. We get a third F5, Braun kicks out again. Lesnar then F5s Braun to the floor. Braun rolls back in. Lesnar removes his glove, and Strowman fires back, but he runs into another F5, and Brock Lesnar is your new Universal Champion. Mm. yeah that was some very strange booking did not see that one coming thought this was going to be Brock's time but it wasn't like I can see them doing it I just don't know why they did it except for the fact that they just like to be wrong all the time I mean that's the only thing I can think of if if everybody's going to be mad at this pay-per-view event anyway you might as well go all the way i mean they had hogan on here too you might as well go ahead and get the, the parlay the, the Just on name at all. right exactly so our second semi-final world cup match oh excuse me we get the finals we have the miz versus Dolph ziggler corbin shane and drew are all at ringside that's until the ref sends Drew to the back. The Miz attacks and he starts to beat Ziggler down. He then tosses uh, uh, Dolph to the floor and follows, but he turns his ankle and collapses. So the refs and everybody are all out there. They're saying that he can't compete. Shane refuses to allow the ref to call it a forfeit and says that he will compete instead. So Shane McMahon versus Dolph Ziggler and our World Cup final match. Corbin distracts Shane, and the ref tosses him to the back. Dolph hits a zigzag, and Shane kicks out it too. Ziggler follows with strikes, rakes the eyes, and Shane fakes back with the float over DDT and catapults Ziggler into the post. Shane heads up top, and he looks for the coast-to-coast, and he connects. Shane makes the cover, and Shane McMahon wins the World Cup he is the best in the world. Didi, what'd you think about that? Shane is the best, oldest, oldest sibling McMahon in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's the best at that. Yeah, this yeah. was this was this was weird on a whole bunch of accounts. Give it to the Miz though, because uh, there was a you know he's one of these people who never gets hurt, so it's weird that they used him getting hurt 
as an angle, so he was very believable. Because it was like, I think he's hurt. Well, maybe he's not, but he looks like he is. <laughs> but, you know, it is the Miz. So, good job by Miz. I don't know if I had in my notes, but Miz defeated Rey Mysterio in the uh, in in his match to go to the finals. Then we get our main event, the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. Triple H works over King with right hands, then the knee buster and knee lift. Undertaker comes in. He runs into a spine buster. Undertaker fights off the pedigree, but then Triple H hits the pedigree after a choke slam counter. Um, Taker locks on Hell's Gate. HBK super kicks King onto the both of uh, Triple H and uh, Undertaker to break it up, and now everybody is down. The Brothers of Destruction sit up, and they look for tombstones. But DX counters, and we get a super kick for the Undertaker and a super kick for Kane. We get a pedigree on Kane, and it's over. Degeneration X are your winners. Um, coming out of this match, Triple H tore his pec. So he will be out for a significant amount of time. He did it very early on in the match. The match went like almost 30 minutes and he probably did it in like the first five or six minutes. Um, Greg, you know that Harley race bump he does where he goes over the rope where he holds on to the, the rope and the turnbuckle and flies up yeah. the top. Yeah. Right there is when he did it. And, uh, he wrestled that whole match basically with one arm. Um, he took a choke slam through a table. He, uh, was doing pedigrees and all types of things where he had to lift his arm up. So um, he put a really, really nasty looking picture of his arm and his uh, pectoral. Uh, yeah, I did see that. Region yeah. Where it's all purple and bruised up before the surgery. So, yeah, definitely a major injury for Triple H. And he does what he does, man. He gets hurt and he doesn't stop. He continues to finish the matches. So he's tough as hell, but. This was a bad one. Um, overall, because I'm the only person probably in the whole WrestleCast universe, I think. Now, there's a few people who were live tweeting uh, run the Jules cast with me. This was a very weird show, not only just because of the circumstances surrounding it, but just the booking of it. Some of the things that we thought were, would happen did not happen. Like Braun win the championship and uh, the the tournament playing out the way it did, so it, it was just strange on a whole lot of levels. And uh, I know they're just glad that they got through it. And uh, unfortunately, we can't say anybody didn't get hurt, but that they got through it, no major incidences, and uh, they're back, you know, doing their business as normal. So it was probably about a three on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> On the things that you saw, Ms. Didi, I know that you said you were in and out on some of the things because, you know, you were like two times, like four time zones away or whatever. Uh, I was five hours ahead of America. How does it feel? How does it feel to be living in the future? Um, it, it doesn't feel that different, except for when I'm on Twitter and y'all ain't talking about shit because y'all asleep. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Like, I'm wide awake, it's daylight, like noontime, and it's like 5, 6 a.m. over here, and it's like, can anybody wake up? Nobody worked the early shift? <laughs> Nothing? 
but yeah, other than that, there's really nothing else that different in the future. Okay. Yeah. Your thoughts on the things that you saw on the show? The things that I saw didn't make very much sense to me, but you know, it doesn't have to make sense to me. I'm not the one who paid the bill. You know what I mean? And I mean the bill for Saudi Arabia and for the nine ninety nine. So it all gotta make sense to me. It's it's fine. Just here so I'm just here. All right. The WrestleCast can be found each and every Friday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. So now it's time for Monday Night Raw from Manchester, England. The Raw roster is on the stage as Baron Corbin makes his way to the ring. Security surrounds the ring and protects him. Corbin hypes Survivor Series, noting that they will also have traditional men's and women's elimination matches. They have a score to shuttle with Shane, who stole the best in the world trophy. When Raw dominates, he plans to go full-time as a GM. He chose himself as the captain of the Raw team, but he won't be able to compete. Dolph and Drew are on the team, and he has also chosen Braun for the team. Braun may be upset, but he taught him a lesson last week. Then he brings out Alexa Bliss and announces that she will manage the women's team, and she'll pick the competitors. Alexa thanks Corbin and says that she's a natural one leader. She'll be watching their matches closely and that they will not lose to the B-Show. Then she books Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Bailey versus the Riot Squad. Kurt Angle arrives and he says that he has a fire lit under him. And last year he led Raw to victory and wants to compete again. Corbin declines and tells him to take a permanent vacation. Angle suggests a match with Corbin. And the winner captains the team, and if Angle wins, he's also on the team. He calls Corbin an embarrassment, and Corbin agrees to the match. The crowd then tells Corbin he sucks, and Braun arrives. He fights his way through the security, and Corbin runs away. The Hills attack Braun, and he fights through, and he chases Corbin. So, um, that poor guy who got kicked in the chest by Braun, that's such a hard way oh to become famous. Oof. That was rough. He's famous as hell, but damn, that's such a rough way to become famous. Yes. <laughs> so, pretty good opening. Alexa Bliss um, is suffering from uh, concussion-like symptoms, so She's not going to be able to wrestle for it looks like a while now since they're putting her in this kind of semi-GM role on Raw. So I would take her as a GM over Baron Corbin, though, in a heartbeat. That's just Yeah, I mean, she definitely. I would (laughs) take her over anything that Baron Corbin has to offer. Unless a bouncer when it comes down to, you know, (laughs) or being a door person, yeah, I would take him over her, but that's about it. So we go backstage. Natty, Sasha Banks, and Bailey, they comment on tonight's Evolution rematch. And then Natty says that she's going to wear her dad's sunglasses to the ring tonight as a tribute. So we get the match. Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Bailey versus the Riot Squad. It breaks down. Natalia gets the sharpshooter on Logan, and Ruby breaks the sunglasses Natalia wore to the ring. Natalia breaks down. She starts crying on the outside, and the Riot Squad walks off. Trash, and and no, I don't mean that. What her name broke the glasses. I mean that young Natty Bo's reaction was to cry, 
nastily and snottily yeah, she had on a, the side uh, of the ring. She had a Viola Davis cry. Yeah, it was it was really disgusting. It was not really what a close up should be on a Monday. And my thing is, be emotional, be sad, cry, then stand your ass up, run around the ring, and beat the brakes off the girl. We just gonna cry and go to commercial, and we all gonna cry together. Like this is waiting to exhale. No. They all got into a sister circle to cry about these broken glasses instead of whipping their asses. What? I I didn't like it at all. Yeah, it was it was a strange way to build up a, a feud. You would have thought that, yes, yeah, she would have been emotional and then she just would have hit that snap. Or at least she would have like been in the back looking for her all show, like where she at mm-hmm. after she got herself together. But no, that's why they need to pay me and Dee Dee and Greg for some writing fees. I mean, I'm here. Baron Corbin is searching for uh, I mean Braun is searching for Baron Corbin and of course he can't find him Apollo Crews and Jinder Jinder Mahal have a match and Apollo Crews hits a standing moonsault and he gets the win okay now think about this like 362 days ago Jinder Mahal was a WWE champion when they were going (laughs) to the European tour Mm. Now he's doing jobs to Apollo Crews. The highest highs and the lowest lows. Yes, for sure. Seth Rollins arrives and he has the Raw Tag Team titles around his neck and the IC Championship around his waist. He talks about losing the World Cup and he runs down Corbin for helping Brock win the Universal title back, especially after all of Roman's work and it's a slap in the face to everyone. Rollins would tell that to Brock, but shockingly, Brock's not here. Three weeks ago, the shield was on top of the world, but Ambrose won't even give him an answer for his actions. It's impossible for him to defend the tag titles, but then Corbin arrives on the screen and disagrees and books a tag team title match for right now. So it's going to be Seth Rollins versus the Authors of Pain. Rollins fights off the last chapter. He dumps Razor and works over Akam, then dumps them both and follows up with Suicide Dives. Back in the ring, the sling blade follows, and then a blockbuster gets a two count. Rollins looks for the blackout, but Drake Maverick distracts the ref, and Rollins hits super kicks. Rollins heads up top, and he hits the high cross body for a good near fall. Razor hits the power bomb, and the power bomb netbreaker combo finishes off Seth Rollins and the Authors of Pain are your new Raw Tag Team Champions. Let me get to why I am out here, and that's this necklace thing I've got going on here. I want to talk about the Raw Tag Team Championships. Now, as much as I would love to, I've got to admit it's probably impossible for me to defend two titles at one time. Whoa, 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 whoa. And with that... Whoa, whoa. Seth, I disagree with you. I think you can defend two championships at one time. So I say you and your partner defend those tag team championships right now against these guys. 
is a setup all along. Acting general manager Corbin knows darn well that Dean Ambrose is not out here to join Seth Rollins for this tag team championship match tonight. As if Seth Rollins has not been through enough in the past week. Seth Rollins is learning the hard way just like Braun Strowman did. You must respect the authority here on Monday Night Raw. My apologies, that was Rezar who took him down. Now the tag made. Here comes Jacob. And the AOP is just picking apart Seth Rollins. Listen, guys, I don't enjoy watching this any more than you do. Seth Rollins is a friend of mine. But business is business. Oh, look at this now. Seth Rollins trying to fight out of this double team. Rollins lands on his feet. Seth Rollins driving Razor over the top rope. And momentarily, Rollins has a one-on-one -on -one situation here with Akam. If Seth Rollins retains the Raw Tag Team Championships tonight, he should be called best in the world. Akam just too powerful for Rollins. Seth picking up speed. Suicide time, and down goes Razor. Rollins quickly back into the ring. Can he somehow put Akam away? Akam out of the ring now. And Rollins, double suicide. Down goes AOP. Blasting Akam on the apron, and Rollins now went for the stop. Caught by Razor. Oh, what a power bomb. Rollins almost went through the ring. And now the double team by AOP. Is that all she wrote for Seth Rollins? Cover! AOP wins the tag team titles. Here are your winners and the new Raw Tag Team Champions, AOP! Well, AOP are the new tag team champions, but you're going to have to put an asterisk next to that in the history books. After the match, Dean Ambrose arrives, and he teases revealing why he did what he did, but he lays out Rollins with Dirty Deeds instead. So I'll get both of your thoughts here, starting with G-Money. Seth Rollins with a hell of an effort. And basically a handicap match for two of the biggest dudes on the roster showing that he is truly is a workhorse. But what do you think about this, uh, you know, potential run for AOP? They are the new Raw Tag Team Champions and reestablishing the Raw Tag Team division. Well, uh, I mean, I definitely think the way that they want it on one hand is establish them, you know, as the heels, but on the other end, it doesn't really show them as a, as a truly dominant team. Because it would be nice if they could have took it off, talk, took them off of you know Rollins and um, and Ambrose when they were actually a team together. I think that would have been a, more impressive. But it happened on on a Raw episode. Um, we'll see if that can really ignite anything with them. It took them a long time, really, to, to get to this moment. But uh, time won't tell. All right. Miss Didi, uh, were you refreshing your um, hot chocolate back there? Oh, could you hear that? I could hear all of that. <laughs> yeah, I had to pour my good um, Costco whiskey and some hot chocolate. <laughs> Any thoughts about the authors of pain defeating Seth Rollins for the titles? Um, I agree with Greg and that it would have been better to beat somebody who had a partner but uh you know good to have champions that are actual like 
a team. And I wish they had been around more than they, than ALP, I mean, than they had been lately because they kind of just came back from being gone. It's just like, what? How'd you even get a tag? How'd you even get a match for the titles? Where have you been? But sure, why not? What could it hurt? At least there's somebody new and different. Yeah, that's definitely a, a good thing. Some different blood in the tag team division. Baron Corbin is barricaded backstage. He's hiding from Braun. He claims he's not afraid. Braun starts breaking into the room. He beats up all the goofs that were surrounding Corbin as security, and Baron Corbin runs off again. Dolph Ziggler says Shane is not the best in the world because he is. Ziggler is obviously playing delusional heel, but part of me thinks that he really believes what he's saying. He claims conspiracy in the World Cup, and then Elias arrives. The crowd loves him. He calls Ziggler a loser. And says he talked with the Gall- the Gallagher's, and if he plays this song, Oasis will unite. He plays his tune, running down Ziggler as a tool, and then Dolph challenges him to a match. Now, DD, I know that this was your favorite part of the evening because yep. Europe was definitely ready to walk with Elias. Um, I, in the spirit of all honesty, I fell asleep uh, <laughs> watching. So I didn't get to see it live, but seeing the clips of him playing Seven Nation Army and the whole crowd, well, actually the crowd did it, but the fact that he played it on the guitar and made them go even more hype, how could you, how could you not walk with Elias? What are these choices that you're making in your life to not walk with him? Like, I understand white men are problematic right now, but Elias is on a whole different level. Elias for Universal Champion. I can dig it. I'm a fan. So we have the matchup. Elias versus Dolph Ziggler. Elias cups off Ziggler and heads up top and misses the elbow drop. After a commercial break, Dolph Ziggler is back in control. Elias tries to fight to his feet and he gets a backslide for a two count. Dolph hits an uppercut and Elias takes him down and works some ground and pound. Ziggler rakes Elias' face off the ropes and he slams him into the buckles and then Ziggler hits a net breaker. The elbow drop follows for a two count. Then Ziggler grounds things again. Elias fights back and he hits a shoulder tackle and follows with strikes. They trade strikes and Ziggler looks for zigzag and he hits it but only for a two count. Dolph complains to the ref. Then Elias cuts him off and he hits drift away and Elias picks up the win. Yes, so this was probably a test for Elias because, you know, Dolph Ziggler is usually the measuring stick guy. If you can, you know, hang with Dolph Ziggler, then you can pretty much pass the can he go in the ring test. And uh, Elias did pretty mm. good. So big things are going to happen for Elias, I think, coming up here in 2019. He deserves. Ronda Rousey's out. Cut a promo. Yeah. She says that Becky Lynch wants to rip her arm off. She finds that adorable. And she sees why people love Becky. At Evolution, Becky put on a performance of a lifetime. And she has Rhonda's respect. But she says, don't don't mistake her respect for a weakness. And Becky shouldn't provoke her. She says that while Becky was going to school and being the stewardess, she was training and winning MMA championships. 
Rhonda says she's a natural born killer driven to be the best of all time. In two weeks, Becky can bring all she has because she wants a challenge. Becky may be the man, but Rhonda is the baddest bitch on the planet. Then Nia Jax arrives. She tells Rousey that she knows Rousey won't let Raw down at Survivor Series, but that after that, she'll be waiting. This was a mm. re- really good promo from Rhonda. Was it? It was. I saw how you skipped the part where she said her mother was um oh, yeah. beating the shit out of her. Yeah, waking her up and trying to break As her training. arm. Training. <laughs> yeah. Training. And I feel like such an asshole because the minute I heard that, I was like, oh, her mom is black. And that's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. But that's exactly where my mind went. My mind went. I was like, oh, she is black. <laughs> Drake, Terrible. what did you think about this? Uh, it's really her first time, well, maybe her second time having to carry out one of these stand in the middle of the ring, five minute promos. How do you think she did? Uh, she she's definitely improved. It was it was one of the the high moments uh, in her promo uh, portion of her career. So, you know, you have to do it. You have to go out there and, and do it over and over again for you to get better. Unless you're a natural, so uh, at least at least she's improving. Yeah, definitely improving. In the wash, rinse, repeat part of the program, we get Nia Jax versus Ember Moon again. Ember Moon hits kicks and knee strikes. The springboard high cross follows for a two count. Ember Moon hits the rolling elbow for a two as well. Nia misses a charge, and then Ember hits an enduguri. Nia cuts her off with a Samoan drop for the win. After the match, Tamina arrives and Tamina hits a Samoan drop on Ember Moon as Nia Jax looks confused. After a minute, Nia Jax then joins in and attacks Ember with elbow drops as Tamina has her in a Boston Crab. After they get through beating down Ember, the two Samoan ladies hug and I guess we have a new alliance. Nia Jax, the irresistible force, just so difficult to defeat. Really just wearing Ember down. And Ember trying to fight back. Here comes the war goddess. A lot of heart in this young woman. And Nia, though. Not happening. With one hand. Ember showing some fight. Oh, man. Ember to the mat. Nia, how impressive has she been? Constantly one accolade after another. She's just someone who keeps wanting to rise, rise to the occasion, especially after that battle royal. What an impressive performance from Nia Jax. Oh, and that was impressive as well, Renee. Bulldozing through Ember Moon. What happens when a brick wall runs at you? Here comes Ember. Oh, and a kick right to the midsection. Knees from Ember Moon and some fight left. Not that Ronda Rousey would take her eyes off of Becky Lynch, but you know Ronda's keeping a close eye on this one. Ember Moon, crossbody, lateral press. Can she pull off the win? And Nia powers at it, too. Yeah, Ronda's no fool. She keep, she'll definitely be having her head on a swivel. Oh, and Ember, down goes Nia for the win. What an upset this would be. Kick out. Oh, and authority. Oh. 
for a tornado DDT, but Nia just shrugged Ember right off. Uh-oh, step up in Zaguri, but Nia still on her feet. Ember caught. Oh, and a Samoa drop. Nia Jax with the win over Ember Moon. A very game Ember Moon. Here is your winner, Nia Jax. God, Tamina Ember's been, has been beaten up already by Nia. And another Samoan drop. But why? What's Tamina looking to accomplish well, even more importantly, Nia, do something. Ember's your friend. Tamina with a Boston Crab locked in now. What is Nia doing? Oh my god! A relentless assault by Nia Jax to Ember Moon! Nia Jax with the assist from Tamina. What? So mm. I know the happiest person on Monday night was is uh, Ms. V was sleep though because this is her dream tag team right here, Nia and Tamina. She wants them to be like, um, the basically the female version of Three Minute Warning, just fucking up all the ladies in the women's division on site. Mm-hmm. So, well, as 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 a booker, right? Why? Why couldn't Nia have faced Dana and double-teamed the white girl? Hmm. Saw racism. Yeah, well, I guess they were trying to play up on the thing of, you know, Nia and Ember being friends, and they've had, like, friendly competitions these past couple of weeks. Nobody thinks they're friends. I mean, besides being ethnic. But then Ember's like, you know, that one black girl who really hangs out with all the white girls. So it's like, that don't even count. Like, oh, shade. No. Listen. Listen. I'm just saying. We could have shook it up a little bit. Could have had Dana in the match. It's not like she wasn't doing so, anything but eating all the, uh, what's that good cheese? All the brie at uh, catering. Brie is so good, though. So I understand why she didn't want to take that match. I would sit with the Brie, too. <laughs> Finn Balor. Brie and Grapes? Yes. Oh Finn Balor is being interviewed. Balor says Lashley is powerful and explosive and getting more vicious by the week. And he plans to get revenge tonight. Corbin, he leaves the building and he announces that Drew McIntyre will take his place and face Kurt Angle in the main event tonight. Bobby Lashley faces off against Finn Balor. The delayed suplex by Lashley connects for a two-count. Then Balor gets a cradle for a two-count. The injury follows, and Finn Balor heads up top when Leo Rush distracts him. Baylor dumps Lashley and takes out Leo Rush. Lashley then slams Baylor into the barricade. Back in, he hits the big ending, and he gets the win, or whatever that move is that he does that doesn't have a name yet. So Bobby Lashley wins the match. <laughs> After the match, Drew McIntyre arrives, and he has a stare down with Bobby Lashley. Drew then helps Balor up, and then he lays him out with a Claymore. So I don't know what that's all about, but, you know, Drew can do whatever the hell he wants because he's the man right now.
brings us to our main event, Drew McIntyre versus Kurt Angle. Drew just pummels Angle and makes Angle look look him in the eyes, calling him an embarrassment. Angle fires up one last time and gets the ankle lock, but Drew escapes. Drew hits an angle slam and locks on the ankle lock to Kurt Angle. Angle tries to fight to the ropes, but Drew grapes vines the leg and Kurt Angle is forced to tap. McIntyre with a wicked chop. Baron never returns from his appointments. Maybe we could find out. I'll send him a text. Oh, oh McIntyre, nobody home as Angle moved out of the way. Oh, and here's Angle Kurt Angle. Angle slam from out of nowhere. Kurt Angle with an opportunity, but McIntyre rolls out of the ring. Can Kurt Angle do it? Can he win this matchup? Look me. Look me in the eye. Look me in my eyes, you coward. You're an embarrassment to yourself. You're an embarrassment to your bloody family. You are nothing to me. Do you hear me? Look in my eyes. Look in my eyes. You. What an unbelievable switch in Kurt Angle. He got goaded into that. Now Drew McIntyre's going to pay. McIntyre was in his face taunting Kurt Angle. And Angle's a competitor. He's a warrior. Drew called Angle. Oh, wait a minute. McIntyre with an Angle slam. Using Kurt Angle's own move against him. Kurt Angle's spent, but he's giving it everything he has. The ankle oh, lock. No. McIntyre using Angle's own submission against him. This is the ultimate disrespect. And McIntyre is not going to let go. He's got it locked in. He's going to break Kurt Angle's ankle. Kurt Angle desperately trying to hold on. Somehow trying to hold on. Can Kurt? He's got a tap out. Oh my God. And McIntyre still won't let go, and finally he does. Here's your winner by submission, Drew McIntyre. Imagine the embarrassment and the humiliation. Drew McIntyre may have just finished Kurt Angle's career. Mm, mm, mm. And that's how your Monday Night Raw ended. Drew McIntyre. Making Kurt Angle tap to his own move. How embarrassing. That's so sad. Well, he is old. That's always my answer for things like that. <laughs> uh, this was a snoozer of a Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I mean, you, you weren't the only one who fell asleep. I fell asleep in some pockets of it, too. Luckily, I fell there's YouTube. asleep asleep. And then I was like, I woke back up at 10 and I was like, why? Am I pretending like I'm going to be awake? I'm not. <laughs> and I just said, fuck it, and went to bed. 
Yeah, this was about a three on a scale of ten, too. This was pretty weak. It was bad because, you know, I watched Raw all three hours. Not necessarily happily, but I watched Raw. So the fact that I was just like, mm, nope, TV off. Right, right. G, you still with me? Yeah, I, as far as the rating, I, I think three was way too generous, man. It's Christmas <laughs> come early. <laughs> it just it's just throwing crap against the wall at this point. Yeah, definitely for sure, man. Uh, they they're falling into this thing where they're having so many of the same matches over and over, week after week after week after week. The variety is definitely causing the show to be very the lack of variety. Excuse me, is causing the show to be very stale right now. So. It was like, damn, Bailey and Sasha and uh, Bailey versus the Riot Squad. I just saw that at Evolution. I thought that was going to be the yep. last time we saw this, considering that we've only seen it like 16 times previous to Evolution. But nope, Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor, the same thing. They wrestled like a month straight on Raw, like four weeks in a row. Like, can we do something different, please? But, oh, well. At this time, we'll turn it over to Miss Didi Jonet for her SmackDown Matters report. Oh my God, they were still in Manchester, right? See, so, so they were in Manchester, and Paige was in the ring because you know she's from Manchester or something, and she introduces Shane. They show the highlights because he's technically the best in the world. They take photos with his trophy. Nobody's really happy to see him. And Shane is like, okay, listen, I know I'm not the best in the world, but the trophy belongs to SmackDown. He said he acted on instinct once Miz got hurt and he couldn't let SmackDown fail. So he moves on to Survivor Series talk because Survivor Series is only two weeks away, which is way too soon. But anyway, they're hyping them out the matches and Shane introduces Daniel Bryan as the captain of the men's Survivor Series team. Daniel Bryan thanks the crowd and Shane. He says he's honored to be captain. Miz interrupts, comes out with a limp. He disagrees with Shane's choice of Daniel as a captain, praises Shane for the win. He says he's disappointed to make it to the finals only to get injured. He says two-thirds of the trophy is his, and they are co-besties and discuss his joint custody of the trophy. Miz says he was never injured before Crown Jewel, unlike Daniel Bryan, and feels like he deserves to be captain. Shane actually agrees with him and therefore makes him co-captain. Cool. How do we feel about it? Are we happy about it? Do we care? Do we not care? It's fun. It's some um, interesting, you know, storyline here for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So backstage, they're arguing about it. And Shane says, the reason why I did it is because y'all bring out the best in each other. And he's counting on them. And he said, you have all you have tonight to fill the team out. And Miz says he wants Shane on the team. Shane's like, stop kissing my ass. And then Danny Bryan's like, no, no, no. It's actually a good idea because you have shown how much you care about SmackDown. And you you want the win. So you're, you're invested. So it's good that you'll be on the team. And he says, well, if you're sure, I accept. And then Miz is like, oh, thank you for agreeing with me, Daniel Bryan. And as a show of solidarity, I'll give you the next pick. And it's like, bitch, you don't get to tell me. Because we're cult, but thank you. You know, that's what I would have said. But I'm not nice. So, they wait. They don't announce it yet. Instead, what comes next is the Usos versus the New Day. 
specifically Kofi and Big E, the winners of this match will be the captains of the Survivor Series tag team match. They try to suplex Kofi to the floor, but Big E is back and hits a suicide spear. Kofi has a trouble in Paradise or two. Then he lays in the chops on Jimmy, takes him up top and follows him up. Jimmy headbutts Kofi to the mat, but Kofi pops back up only for Jimmy to hit a super power bomb. Jimmy heads up top and the big splash finishes off Kofi. Post-match, they're all good friends. The Usos pay respect to the New Day. And you're they're like, you'll definitely be on the team. The New Day accepts. It's all love in the ethnic aisle. We're having a great time. Becky's here. The champ. We love Becky. The champ is here. The man. The man. Hey. She's here. We're happy. She comments about her match with Ronda, and that's who Ronda thinks she is, that she can tell the real champ what to do. Becky says a real champ fights with adversity and that Rousey hasn't been tested yet, which, facts. She is the man, and that is why she's a champion, and Rousey isn't. At Survivor Series, Rousey's weak mind will let her down. Lynch has been beaten down more times than she can count, constantly tested, and completely relentless. And then Rousey mocked her on Raw for her journey just because she paid her own way there. She said she wasn't handpicked like Ronda, wasn't meant to be the main event or the talk of the industry, but here she is, the champ, the only champ. She she said she doesn't want her respect. Listen here. She said she doesn't want her respect. She wants her arm. Get it, Bakita. Yes. Rhonda may think she's the baddest bitch on the planet, but she'll make Rousey hers. Get it. Yes. Anyway, Becky says she's fired up and wants to fight right now. So Sandy's music hits, and I'm like, because I don't watch NXT like that. I'm like, is Eric coming out? Oh, no. It's Nikki Cross. She's here. And Becky's like, who you think you are to step to the bed? And Nikki's crazy ass is like, I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. It's like straight psycho. It was really good, though. It was funny. I think I like Nikki Cross. She's not crazy in the way that makes me uncomfortable. She's in Even a, though I think she might be crazy for real. She's in a crazy, like, I can take more pain and punishment type of crazy. Yeah, like... She's like, I might get into a bar fight, but I won't put you in the bar fight. I'll just be on the bar fight. And I can deal with that. I like that. Like, don't be so crazy that I'm in the fight with you. Just you fight over there. Anyway, so Becky and Nikki cross fight. Nikki's from Glasgow. So she's Glaswegian. Boom. I know things. So she's got this good accent going while they talk. It's really cute. Anyway. Lynch fights off Nikki. They trade strikes, and Nikki starts to fire up and hits a corner splash and a bulldog. She heads up top, and the high cross gets a two count. Then Nikki gets the reverse DDT for two. Becky follows with kicks, but Lynch cuts her off, and the disarmor finishes Nikki. So that was quick. It was good. Nicole, or whatever they call her, got her good shine in close enough to her home country to be almost like a hometown person. But then again, Becky's there and she's Irish. So it's basically like either way the crowd is happy because either way the crowd loves you. So it's nice. Um, Um, Before you move on, mm -hmm. remember how Becky Lynch used to be the butt of jokes here on the WrestleCast? Yes. We were very mean to Bikita. Look how far she's come. <laughs> yeah, we were very mean to Becky. <laughs> Remember when Jade well, used we. to do the accent? Me. Yeah, she did. 
<laughs> but we not joking on Becky no more. We like, oh, she's Mm-mm. the best. Oh, no, I stand Becky now. And I think my thing with her was I always knew she had it in her. Once I found out who trained her, it was like, oh, well, then you clearly have the makings of iconic shit. And yet here you are just being a weirdo fake steampunk girl. So now that she's like, I am the man. And I beat bitches up. <laughs> I'm a big fan of all of this. So, yeah. Um, backstage, Daniel Bryant interrupts Miz taking a selfie and says that his pick for the Survivor Series team is Jeff Hardy for the, for the final spot match. So, what they're going to do is he's going to pick a person, Miz is going to pick a person, and then whoever wins from that person will be the person on the team. So, with that being said, Miz has picked Samoa Joe. I got a yeah. question. I got an answer. Maybe. Is, Samoa, is Samoa Joe rocking an S-curl? You seen his hair? It's it's curly. It's, it's awfully curly. And it looks I don't know rather, if it's an S-curl. It looks rather moisturized, too, as well. I don't know. I don't know if maybe he just started talking to the ethnic Uzos, and they were like, you know, you need to leave in. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It could be any number of things. He could have an S curl. He could have learned about deep conditioning. He could have learned about leaving conditioner. Who how to know? How, who could know? Yeah, we have to do some wrestle cast investigations on that. I just just noticed the past couple of weeks, like hmm, maybe we just gotta different. find out, like yeah, just find out who he's traveling with, like if he's hanging with the Usos and Naomi. Maybe that'll tell the tale. If he stopped hanging with AJ Styles of the blow dryer, maybe that has impacted some things too. Like you never, who who could know? But yeah, I have noticed that the hair is silkier. It's curlier. It's, the curl pattern is a little more intact. I've, I have noticed. Okay, I it thought, did not go unnoticed. I thought, I'm just making sure I wasn't the only one that was like, "Hmm, something's different with Samoa Joe's hair." It's been like that for a few weeks. I definitely noticed. Because first of all, I was like, it's getting longer. And I was like, and it's a haircut. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who is this? Why do why do we have style going on? So yeah, I noticed. Um, anyway, Ray Oh, y'all yeah, talk about it later. Anyway, Ray Mysterio versus Cian Almas. Uh Almas hits a backbreaker, heads up top, and the double jump moonsault is blocked by Ray's knees. This would have been epic had he hit it. But he didn't. But it was still just like, oh, you're you're good on your feet. It just didn't work out for you. Um, the six one nine by Ray is countered by CN, and then they topple to the floor, and Ray sends him to the apron. There's a sliding DDT that follows him back inside. Ray heads up top and hits a Rana. The six one nine follows. He hits it, and then he hits the drop of the dime to finish off CN Almas. Um, y'all's friend All Lives arrives out of nowhere, and RKO's. Ray after the match. And the WWE Universe here in Manchester in the United Kingdom calling for the 619, but it's Mysterio slowed down on the top turnbuckle. Ray got a little too caught up in the adulation oh. of the WWE Universe, and CN made him pay. Very hazardous position for both Almas and Mysterio. Almas could be closing in on the win of his career if he could take out Mysterio here tonight. Mysterio trying to break free up in the top turnbuckle. 
Oh, right for the sunset. Beautiful. Double knees. Five. Full speed ahead. Mysterio seeing shadow. This could put away Mysterio. Hook to the leg. And almost couldn't put away Ray. Almost so sudden. Oh, Ramos got a hold of Ray Mysterio. And Mysterio oh. sends Almas. Almas has still got Mysterio. Almas retained control. Are you kidding me? Oh, face first into the apron. Mysterio always thinking. Mysterio on the move. Wow. DDT. Mysterio didn't get all of it that he wanted, but certainly had enough impact to plant Cien face first on the outside. Incredible ability to continually adjust on the fly. No way Mysterio is 100% after this past Friday, but what an effort this is. What a match from both competitors. <laughs> yes. Tosses almost back inside to break the 10 count. Now look at Mysterio. Calling for it, going up top. And sending almost into the ropes. Uh-oh. Let's try this again. 619. Going up, dropping the dime. Mysterio knocks off Almas. Here is your winner, Ray Mysterio. You gotta take your hat off for Andrade Cien Almas once again, raising his level of competition. But tonight, Ray Mysterio proved to the Miz, to Daniel Bryan, to everyone that he is every bit as worthy as you could want him to be. Statement made by Ray Mysterio, who will now be a part of Team SmackDown. Oh, 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 Randy Orton! The Viper strikes from out of nowhere. Backstage, Miz and Daniel Bryan are arguing, and Miz agrees that Ray is on the team, even though Randy Orton did what he did because Ray still won the match. This was a good ass right. match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. That's the end. Like he he deserves. Yeah, they, they need, need to do to... something with him so that they like give him his flowers, like because they like to wait and they don't need to wait on seeing. Yeah, um, Zelina Vega was not in his corner because apparently she suffered a concussion when uh, hmm. when she got eliminated from the battle royal when Nia basically press slammed her on top of Tamina on the outside. Mm, it looked mm-hmm. like Tamina was going to be the one that was injured because it looked like Zelina Vega's knee caught her in the nose and possibly mm-hmm. broke her nose. But it looks like Tamina was okay. And Zelina Vega was the one that got hurt. Oh, interesting. Well, you know, these, these little girls, like they're very beautiful. And when they're high flyers, it works for them. But they're delicate. Like they're little. They don't have nothing padding them. You got to be careful. Right. But anyway, hopefully she'll be back in action soon. Next, AJ comments on his rematch with Brock Lesnar because apparently he fought him last Survivor Series and got his ass beat. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Anyway, he says it'll be different this year, and this year he'll he'll beat Brock, and that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Paige arrives to announce the SmackDown women's team for Survivor Series. She's saying she basically she's choosing. She chose Carmella, 
Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka. They all come out. And then she calls Charlotte. Charlotte don't come out. Instead, Mandy Rose comes out and she wonders why she isn't on the team. She says she's an upgrade from that other blonde. And Paige is like, okay, but you're not on the team. And she's like, well, why is Sonya on the team and not me when I'm the one who eliminated Sonya at Evolution Battle Royal? Which is like, now you're being messy to the only friend you got. So, mm. But then she runs down Carmella, Oscar, and Naomi. She said something about Naomi's husband. I forget what it was. She it was asked very, it was Naomi very... if anybody was feeling the was still feeling the glow, and then she was like, "Like your husband." So because she said that, Naomi beat the brace off her as you do. In two weeks' time, the ladies of SmackDown will be facing the ladies of Raw in a tag team elimination match at Survivor Series. And if the Battle Royal at WWE Evolution is any indication of what's to come, then these two brands in the ring together will definitely be combustible. So without further ado, let's introduce your Survivor Series team, starting with the Princess of Staten Island, Carmella! Great pick, former Miss Money in the Bank. Two-time SmackDown Women's Champion, guys. And also a veteran member of Team SmackDown Live. You know, Naomi's going to have a very vested interest in representing us at Survivor Series. This will be Naomi's fifth appearance in a traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Tied for the most all-time as of now. Glow time! Magicory, glow time, and a potential oh, dance this break. Is, this is sensory overload. This reminds me of my walls in high school with the black light and the lava lamp and all that nonsense. Just close your eyes and enjoy it. Put your hair up and square up. It's Sonya Deville. All right, I'm a fan of this one. The mixed martial arts specialist Sonya Deville. She'll be competing in her first ever Survivor Series pay-per-view. Great opportunity for DeVille. I'm not mad at this choice. The Empress of Tomorrow, Oscar! Nor am I at this one. Yes, Oscar. Guys, how can we forget last year? Oscar was a part of Team Raw. She had three eliminations, and she was the sole survivor, unfortunately, in Raw's victory. And last but definitely not least, Last week, Paige made the offer to Charlotte Flair to not only be a part of the team, but to be the captain for the SmackDown women's team. No, 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 Mandy, no. You are not going to be taking Charlotte's spot on the team. Don't even think about it. Thank you. Of course, I know. But I'm just a little curious as to why you chose Sonya over me. But, but don't get me wrong. I am really, really, really happy for Sonia. But I was the one that eliminated Sonia in the Battle Royal at Evolution. So I'm a little concerned about your choices. 
Empress of Tomorrow? Yesterday's news. Miss Money. (laughs) Honey, your dance breaks are like your title reign. Short and meaningless. Oh, and (laughs) Naomi, I didn't forget about you. Is anyone still feeling the glow? Like your husband, Jimmy? <laughs> oh, that was uncalled for. No, this is completely necessary. That was low by Mandy Rose. Good for Naomi. Maybe Mandy was just trying to motivate the team. That, you call that motivation? Uh, Sonya Deville trying to prevent Mandy Rose from causing any further damage. A heck of a time to come out here and air your public grievances. Guys, aside this, I, I got a question. What is going on with Charlotte Flair? Well, at least we got Mandy. Can't think of that girl's name. Mandy Rose. But yeah, when people do shit. No. Oh. Natty. Oh, Natty. Natty. <laughs> so I'm thinking that when people say shit about your family or do things, you whoop their ass. You can cry later about how much you want to whip their ass some more. Anyway. You knew that. So, um, you knew that. Uh, like she told Carmella that her title reign was like her dance breaks, short and like meaningless. She told Oscar yeah. that she was like the princess of yesterday, and then she tried that slick shit with Naomi, and you knew Naomi wasn't gonna let that slide. Not at all. But then I did hear Carmella going back. At least I had a moment. Cause it's like, when do you get to be on TV? And, Never. And so it, it was right. it was also for that Naomi put the hands on her for that lady in the airport with the afro as well. Listen, we ain't forgot. <laughs> so. All of the fighting ends up with a Mandy and Sonya standoff. So that's setting up a storyline, maybe. Who knows with the WWE? Um, your main event of the night is Samoa of the Josephs versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff hits a clothesline from the barricade, back in a clothesline follows, and then a basement dropkick gets a two for Jeff. He fights off the coquina clutch and hits the twist of fate. Then he heads up top and the swanton eats knees, and Joe locks on the coquina clutch, and Jefferson Hardy taps. So, post-match, shit gets real. And Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan brawl. Miz makes the save, and Shane arrives, and Daniel Bryan doesn't know it's Shane. And he judo-throws Shane before leaving the ring. What do you say, Jeff? You want to give it up? No. Now Samoa Joe trying to wear down Jeff Hardy and Daniel. I'm going to ask you about the events of last week. Your WWE title opportunity came early against AJ Styles. How'd that go? Yeah, I lost. A valiant effort, and then after the fact, Samoa Joe attacks you, puts you in the coquina clutch. I mean, how did you feel you worked so hard to get to that opportunity? Yeah, uh, so it's a big realization that I wasn't up to par where AJ Styles is. And you haven't been since you've been back. No offense. No offense, but you really haven't been. Uh, And Daniel, the fact that Samoa Joe, he ruined that moment that you and AJ had there after the match. You know know what? You know what? Let me just say this. This is right. You know what? I haven't been as good as I've wanted to be. Oh, come on, Jeff. But here's the thing. I am better as a captain than anybody else because I know how to lead. 
That's what I wanted, Jeff. I want a team member. You've never led anything. I have led the Miztourage, Mizdow, uh, Alex Riley. I have led all these superstars. All you did is after keep people beneath you. Absolutely you not. Do. And you think Joe's going to stay beneath you? Right, well, I got a Survivor Series team. Oh, that's why I want Jeff Hardy. That's why I want Jeff Hardy, because he's willing to take risks, and he is a great team member. Oh, 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 oh. Time for the cocaine clutch. No broken up with the jawbreaker. By Hardy. Come on, Joe. Come on, Jeff. Can Hardy seal his opportunity? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. He may not have to worry about Daniel Bryan coexisting with Joe because Jeff Hardy well on his way to a possible victory here. Hardy to the top. Nice. Joe got the knees up. Oh, God. Just like Daniel Bryan. Coach in the clutch. Samoa Joe with the clutch. Can Jeff Hardy hang on? Jeff Hardy taps out. He's going to Survivor Series. That's how you make a pick. Here is your seven. winner by submission, Samoa Joe. Stay calm. Do not do anything. Keep your emotions in check. Keep your emotions in check. You are captain of this team. What are you doing? Daniel what Bryan. Are you doing? Daniel Bryan's attacking his Survivor Series teammate. I mean, we knew this was a tense hey, situation hey, already. Daniel Bryan's going for the yes lock. It's in. Yes lock on Samoa Joe and Miz. Miz trying to pry his co-captain off. What are you doing? Are you kidding me? Are you not do that? Oh, and Daniel Bryan's not enough. This is going to be doomed. Oh, Shane, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. Oh, wait, no. Well, I just have to say, it's a good thing Miz is co-captain because Daniel Bryan's way too hot-headed to lead a team. So it's dramatical. Drama. <laughs> this SmackDown was off the chart. It was so good. You're welcome. <laughs> like, if Raw was a three, this shit was like an eight. Ow. We does what we can. <laughs> I don't know why we're so much better than Raw, but we're so much better than Raw. So much. I think it's because you can only put a, a limited amount of people on there, so it's got to count. You, get, you ain't got no time yeah. for bullshit. Yeah. Did you Did you hear the part where um, Miz was on the phone talking, trying to like set up some appearances, and they were like, what? They all want <laughs> Becky because <laughs> the Marine is coming out. Oh, oh no! I didn't see that. That's cute. <laughs> yes, that was funny. I, what I will say is Becky has been trolling the shit out of Ronda. She's been trolling the shit out of Seth Rollins too. She was. Yes, because you know how Seth is like, I'm the man, and she's like, Oh yeah, I could have took five minutes out of my day, come whoop your ass, and take your belt too. <laughs> Hell yes, Makita. Hell yes. <laughs> Let them all get it. Let the chopper spray, girl. <laughs> yeah, her Twitter account is uh is highly entertaining right now. She's she's um really delving into that Champa esque type Twitter trolling. Mm-hmm. Where you know everybody's putting some innocuous little tweet out there, and she's just jumping on it. They're not even mentioning her, and she's and she's still letting the chopper spray on them. Yes. So, highly entertaining stuff from Miss Becky Lynch right now. Mm-hmm. What's also highly entertaining is supporting the CSPN through 
cspn.us and amazon.com it's that time of the year christmas gifts are being bought at a rapid pace start early folks and you can do that by going to cspn.us clicking on the tab that says keep our podcast free when the drop down box opens up click on that very first tab that is amazon do your shopping as you normally would some of your purchase comes back to us here at the cspn to help keep the podcast free each and every week so again do your shopping through cspn.us and amazon.com we're going to nxt as we have the forgotten sons going up against heavy machinery we get a suplex by cutler followed by a diving splash by blake big otis breaks up the pin then tucker knight nearly wins with a small package and a backslide Tucker Knight hits a big clothesline, and he tags out. Wesley Blake pulls the ropes down to interrupt the compactor, and Trevor Knight falls to the outside. But Otis still catches Blake with a pop-up power slam, and Heavy Machinery gets the win. A nice little quick tag team match to start the show. Heavy Machinery is a fan favorite, so it's cool to see them get the win. Uh, at the Performance Center, they attempt to ask Candace about Johnny's frame of mind. Candace says that she's not here to be exploited and has questions for Nikki Cross. She was there to ask William Regal for a match against Nikki. Kathy Kelly interviews Shayna Baszler, who is sitting with the other MMA horsewomen. When asked about Kari Sane getting her eventual rematch, Shayna shrugs it off, saying Kari is insignificant. Shayna puts herself over as the first two-time women's NXT champion. Regal interrupts her to tell Shayna that Kari's rematch will take place at TakeOver War Games and it will be two out of three falls, thanks to their history. We have Dakota Kai versus Tanara Conti. Tanara Conti misses an avalanche and Dakota Kai connects with a scorpion-style kick. Dakota Kai falls with high kicks to the chest and a pump kick. We get the running face wash in the corner, and Dakota Kai follows up with her running corner boot. We get the front flip backstabber for the pin, and Dakota Kai gets the win. Question. Yes, ma'am. Is, is Tanara Cody just a regular size version of Alexa Bliss? Yes, thank you. <laughs> She's the girl that's from Brazil. I know who she is. I saw her. Oh, that's okay. That's why you're asking. Okay, well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a little bit more height, but yeah. Wrestling style. So just like a, norm, like a normal version. Just like, you know, like <laughs> 1.25, you know? Yeah, not like, the fun-sized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this would have been a part that you would have liked. Kathy Kelly interviews me again. I saw it. Uh, about how NXT has been uh, for her so far. Mia says that mm-hmm. she's living the dream. Then Bianca Belair comes in. She walks around Mia, kind of looks up and down. And Bianca questions why Kathy is interviewing Mia. Bianca says... She came out. That ponytail was thicker than ever before. <laughs> down to the ground. Hot pink. I saw it. Yes, I did. I just want to set the stage for those who didn't see it. It was amazing. Bianca says that she's been here for two years, busting her ass, and nobody's going to hand Mia any respect. Then Bianca takes longer than ever to say, undefeated. Mia then tells Bianca that she hasn't beaten the HBIC head baddie in charge. Bianca is annoyed and walks off. 
She said, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I cackled. Yeah. You know how annoyed you are with somebody when you're just like, girl, like, I don't even have extra syllables for you. <laughs> Not even an old girl. Just. <laughs> I love her. Bianca Belair is so real and effortless in her promos. You can't She's- even. My favorite stranger. She really just came out like, why are you talking to her? Like, (laughs) when I'm here, why are you talking to her? And then it's just like, when somebody's like, the baddie, and you're like, girl, baddie. Like, it was was all of this extra commentary left unsaid that was all in the syllables of girl. Oh, I love her. Matt Riddle. She's my fave. Yes, Bianca. Like I told y'all a year and a half ago that she was going to be like the ish. She could be the best women's, black women's wrestler ever, even better than Naomi, I think, when it's all said and done. Mm. Yep. Even better than Miss uh, Jackie. And I know that's like high, high, high level praise to get. And she's got to have a long career to do that. But she's definitely got a chance. So the bro, Matt Riddle, made his successful NXT debut last week. After the match, Riddle and Keith Lee were enjoying the debut. Cassius Ono appeared and he called Matt Regal's shiny new toy. He said he liked new toys because they're fun to break. (laughs) Johnny Gargano breaks his silence with the self-shot video. He says he was on a path just like Aleister Black keeps saying he was on. He was on a path to beat Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT title, and Alistair got in the way. He was collateral damage. It was nothing personal. Johnny says Alistair Black walks around like he owns the place. He hits black mass on anyone, and nobody bats an eye. No man is ever truly good, but Gargano calls himself the hero at the end of this story. He did one little evil thing, and people freaked out. Sometimes you got to fight a little dirty, and that's just what he did. He accepts that Black wants to kick his face off and knows he might deserve it, but he's not afraid. He lives in a dark place and is starting to like it. And the video ends with Gargano stopping at the place where he left Aleister Black lying. This was like really like spooky and like venom like. Mm like a good guy who's gone to the dark side and kind of like enjoying it. He's trying to be with his bestie again. It's going to happen. They're going to meet on the dark side. (laughs) Mark my words. We get an announcement that next week we're going to have a match between Bianca Belair and Mia Yim. So that's worth the price of admission right there, folks. That's going to be fun. Backstage, William Regal says that there will be a singles match next week involving the War Games participants, and the winner will get their team the advantage to start War Games. Main event time, we have Lara Sullivan versus the Velveteen Dream. Lara misses a diving headbutt and a charge into the corner. The fans erupt as Dream hits the Dream Valley driver. Dream grows up top, and Tommaso Ciampa walks out. Dream leaps off the top rope and takes Ciampa out with a double axe handle. Dream slides back into the ring but runs into the freak accident from Lars and Lars Sullivan gets the win. Lars Sullivan leaves and Ciampa gets in the ring. 
Champa attacks Dream from behind and yells that he's the champ. Dream doesn't share his spotlight or main event. Champa goes to hook Dream for a pedigree onto the title, but Dream spins out and nails uh, Champa with a super kick. Dream then hits the Dream DDT onto the title. As he goes up top, officials run out so Dream can't hit the elbow drop. Dream then calmly leaves with the officials, but once they clear out, Dream runs back in and he successfully nails the elbow drop from the top and then Dream poses with the title to end the episode. Um, <laughs> these people want to see Velveteen Dream win this belt so bad because, man, they were popping so loud when he held that title up. He's just a different look. He's different. And do you know how hard it is to find different in the WWE? Mm-hmm. I do. It sucked that he had to lose to Lars, but it was cool that he got his moment at the end with the title. Yeah. Because I watched kind of sort of, but I wasn't paying too much attention. And I didn't really realize he lost until they did the replay because it ended on such a good note for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a fun episode of NXT. They've got a lot done in this hour. And then uh, next week we're going to have uh, our lead up into the uh, War Games review takeover. So that will be next Saturday night. Hashtag cast takeover as we will be watching the War Games pay-per-view from NXT. And then, of course, that Sunday we'll be having the Survivor cast as we will be watching this year's edition of the Survivor Series. But before that, on the Friday, November 16th, we're going to have a retro cast of the 1998 Survivor Series Deadly Game. So join us on Friday night, November 16th at 8 o'clock as we live tweet the 1998 Survivor Series Deadly Game. For those of you who may not remember, this was the night where they had the one-night tournament for the WWE title. So this was a this was one of the best Survivor Series ever right here. So can't wait to watch it uh, 20 years later with some you know, older eyes and newer thoughts. So join us, like I said, next Friday night, just next weekend in general, we'll have a bunch of hashtags and I'll be putting us things out on Twitter. So you'll know what's going on. So Miss Didi Jonay, did you happen to watch any Lucha Underground this week? Um, I watched an hour. It was two hours. Yeah. So, I know it was the long one this time. Yeah. I only saw the first hour. Uh, give me a synopsis of what you saw. Anything that stood out to you? Uh, who Melissa boyfriend? Phoenix. Phoenix and Dragon Azteca had a fight, had a match. Um, they made mention that Phoenix is undefeated at what's the thing called Ultimate Lucha. Ultimate Lucha, and that Dragon Azteca has never won at Ultimate Lucha. Well, things being what they are, nothing changed. So Phoenix won because Melissa wanted to be a little sensitive bitch. And she interrupted Dragon Azteca when he was about to put beat the brakes on Phoenix with a um with a steel chair. And she distracted him. Oop, take a drink. And he put his chair down to go talk to her, like, what you doing? So then she was like, Stop, he's not in his right mind. And he was like, I ain't got time for your bullshit. He turned around and Phoenix was waiting with his chair shot shaped to the head. So I was, like, I was like, ooh. The only place where shot. they still give you chair shots straight to the head. Directly. Clack, clack. So, 
of course, Venus got the one, two, three. He won. And then I be- I don't know if they left together or if she ran away, but she did not um, do the intros for the rest of the night. Somebody else did them for her. Some other woman. So that's all I saw. I ended up, I lost power, actually. Like, I was halfway asleep and then I lost power. So I couldn't watch the rest if I wanted to. Okay, well, thank you for the impromptu Lucha Underground report. I appreciate it. Sorry, I couldn't be more thorough, but you know, Pepco was being a ho ho, so I wasn't <laughs> able to, to see the things. Well, oh, oh, um, wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry, Taya got possessed by the little creepy doll that's been hanging around all season. Oh, word, the one that, yeah. um, not Johnny Mundo, but uh, Ricky had. Yeah, his little boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely happened. Um, I I don't know if you got a chance to see a lot of it because you were uh, still uh, being Mrs. International. But did you get a chance mm-hmm. to um, check out Evolution? Did you watch it once you got back home? Did you hear about it? Did you check some things out? Evolution was the girls? Yes, ma'am. I believe I saw all of it. Let me not get to line, but I think I saw all of it. That was the one with Becky and Charlotte where they had the last woman standing match. Lies. I didn't see all of it because I didn't see the um the the big match. But yeah, I did see Char- I did see Charlotte lose. Yes, I did. Um I ain't want to mention how Charlotte lost about two different times before she lost officially. It's fine. <laughs> We're not gonna get into all that because the outcome was correct. But I was like, so you, yeah, the, I was like, you're not gonna count. The, like, yeah, yeah. The craziest thing was, um, there was one point where Becky knocks her down, and the ref is over there checking on Charlotte, and I'm like, fuck, checking on Charlotte? Why aren't you counting? Like, aren't you gonna count? Like, and then there was another one where they were that he was counting, and she said, "Is that all you got?" But she still didn't get up. And it was like, you, you're you not up. You lost. I was like, why are we acting like you didn't lose? I was like, I, I don't like the way they count. Like, that bothers me. They did that before. They did that months ago with Roman Reigns and um, Braun Strowman. Where, and I believe, I believe Roman might have won. But, yes, this was months ago. They had a match and Braun was down. And they were doing the count. And Samoa Joe came in and was beating up Roman. So the referee stopped counting. And it's like, what's that got to do with the fact that he's still not up? And I was like, oh, I was so angry. I don't like the way they count. It gives me, like, palpitations in my heart. It bothers me. But, yeah, I saw that. I was very happy with the outcome. What else happened on Evolution? Um, Kari Sane lost to Sheena Baszler with the help of No, last. No, MMA bitch cheated to win. That girl did not lose. Kyrie beat the brace off Shayna Baszler. I saw that match. Shit was an embarrassment for Shayna Baszler. Because Shayna Baszler, what? Can't wrestle. Yes. So, I did see that. And like I told Twitter, I'm just ready for Team Japan to come and let the girls have it. Because... You're not going to tell me Asuka, Kyrie, and who's that girl? Hell, even the girls who were in the Mayan Classic this year. But there was one girl who was on Lucha Underground last year. The one who beat the shit out of that dude. Whoever she is. Yes. All of them need to come and beat the brakes off of them little MMA hoes. They can't wrestle no how. All they can do is arm bars. 
Um, Tony Storm defeated Io Shirai to win this year's Mae Young Classic. I knew that was going to happen because um, they weren't going to let a Japanese girl win two years in a row. And I heard Tony was like like that figurehead of NXT UK. She's one of the, yeah, she's one of the the stars of that promotion, yes. Yeah, so I figured... I figured that's gonna that was gonna be what that was. Um, I mean, it was a good match. I don't I don't feel the the way that what sleep though may or may not feel. <laughs> that's what sleep though, Madam Lizette and Jupiter. <laughs> oh shit! All three? Well, uh, yes, all three. Okay. Well, I ain't, I ain't here to tell them they're wrong. I'm just not as invested. Um, how'd you feel about Lita and Trish? Beating Mickey James and Alexa, and not Alexa Bliss, but Mickey James and Alicia Fox with Alexa Bliss on the outside. Uh, that is correct. Even though I usually feel some type of way about old people who ain't wrestled in five years beating people who wrestle on a weekly basis, it's Trish, so I don't care. All right, and uh, what were your thoughts about the ro- the Battle Royal? Did you see that with uh, Alexa? Did not see that. No. Okay. That had a bunch of legends in it, and uh, that was where um, Ember Moon had a really good showing. She was probably the star, even though she wasn't the winner. Oh, so she had the Kofi Naomi spot of did really great, didn't win though. Right, exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you for your thoughts on who, who won. Oh, Naya won. Oh no! What did she win? She, Nothing. Oh, she wins a future title shot with Ronda. That's why she came out and was talking oh, shit to Ronda at the end of the Ronda's promo. Yeah. Um. So okay. it comes down to um Naya, uh Naya Ember and Tamina, and so mm. um uh, Ember eliminates Tamina, and so then it's Naya and Ember going at it, and then out of nowhere, Zelina Vega slides back in because she never got eliminated. <laughs> So she tries to throw them both over the top, but of course she doesn't. And then that's when that's when Naya like beats her down, picks her up over her head, and throws her out of the ring onto Tamina. So again, almost what happened at WrestleMania with Bailey and Naomi. Right. And, yeah. And then um Naya just eliminated Amber for the win. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to get your thought. I didn't know if you got a chance to see it. But I'm glad mm-hmm. that, I saw most of it. Yeah, but, I'm glad that you got to see most of it. Yeah. What'd you feel about it as far as you know your the presentation and just overall feeling? I I didn't I didn't feel no kind of way about it, but I heard people were very upset that the aesthetic was more like house show NXT and less big time pay per view. And I and I can say that that's a valid that's a valid critique because it was very very dark. And I saw tweets of people saying, it looks like nobody's here. It's a full house. So I don't know that that aesthetic was was the correct aesthetic. Like, it should have been bright. It should have been, like, if we're going to make this like this is a, a pay-per-view and not like a special event, then you should give it the same aesthetic that everything else would have. Why is it so dark? It should be bright. And I'm mad that Saudi Arabia got the fireworks. You should have double charged them so we could get fireworks throughout the year. <laughs> yeah, the uh, it was cool to actually see the entrances that needed to have the pyro actually mm-hmm. have the pyro. And, yeah, man, pyro spent, matters. Yeah, they spent a grip on fireworks, though. 
I understand, but here's my thing. If they're going to pay what they're going to pay, you should have put into your budget, ooh, they don't need to know this. But we know that if we get AJ Pyro for like four times this year and get one, or like Becky for three, and like just run it down and then tell them that that's what it costs. They clearly don't, money is clearly no object. And then everybody could have been happy because people need Pyro. Now, mind you, Pyro is loud as shit in real life. Like, it really disturbs my spirit. But aesthetically on the TV, you can't beat it. You need the pyro. Yeah, Brock Lesnar's entrance just doesn't have the same oomph when he, when he does a little kick thing and there's no pyro. It's like Imagine if Bill Goldberg came out with no sparklers. Who wants to see that? Nobody. Literally nobody. Nobody. <laughs> no. Some people need the extra. It's no knock on them. Just give them the pyro. Yeah, it's like Batista when he came out he does a little gun thing and there's no pyro. Like, eh, it's not the same. It's very like, meh. Right. It's, it's very bad. Very flat. Oh, also, Impact now comes on at 10 o'clock which on is, Thursday. Which is not a good move for them. At all. But it probably helps you while you're recording this show, though, to keep you entertained. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. But I'm just like, why is it on so late? Like, I was getting ready to like watch it at eight o'clock, and then it was like, Clueless or some shit was on. I was like, what? What are we doing? It wasn't Clueless. It was actually something I really didn't want to watch. I forget what it was. Yeah. They, oh, Johnny Mundo's still the champ. Yeah. Yeah. They they made um they they made the change to to ten o'clock. I don't know. I heard some rumors that Raw is going to stop having the overrun that is going to start going off at 11 o'clock. They've had an overrun for as long as I can remember. I know, but I heard it's gonna, they're going to stop. Now, that's just, that could be rumoring innuendo, but yeah, that's what I heard. I am shook. Actually, it's a three-hour show. Why does it need to be three <laughs> hours and 11 minutes? But like, you know, <laughs> but, I uh-huh. guess somebody at USA finally looked up and said the same thing. Yeah. Like, why are we throwing off all the rest of our other programming for a three hour show that should clearly get all this in in three hours? Easily. 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 <laughs> so, Miss Didi, at this point, I'll open it up to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Oh, shout out to you. Shout out to Jay. Shout out to. My friend Courtney. She's the one who went with me to Germany. Um, shout out to Germany. Shout out to German TV because y'all nasty. Um, shout out to all my girls with a glow. I don't want to start naming names in case I forget names and nobody has time for that. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Sam. Still being hateful. Still lo- hating everything in life. So happy that he hasn't changed in all these weeks. Um, Shout out to you, shout out to the chairman Shout out to Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs Yeah, that's it Alright I'd like to tell everybody Please consider becoming a patron Of the CSPN Head over to patreon.com Forward slash CSPN media Check out exclusive podcasts From us here at the WrestleCast The Dark Match You'll get to hear the pre and post show conversations That we have before we record the WrestleCast. You'll also be able to check out the Bad and Boozy podcast in video form. We'll also have random ramblings from the Ratchet Ramblings crew and more. So please consider becoming a patron over at 
patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. I'd like to give a shout out to the returning SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jodet, for joining us this week. Give a shout out to the Rawcast broadcast journalist, Greg. Give a shout out to Sam, who couldn't join us because he had the late night shift this week. Give a shout out to all the members of the GLOW and the WrestleBase. Give a shout out to everybody who was in the Run to Jewels cast. Live tweet on Friday. No, it was a very controversial show, so we didn't have our normal turnout. But those of you that did uh, show up and live tweet, it was a lot of fun, a lot of good insight. Um, like I said, join us next week for the retrocast as we're going to be watching Survivor Series Daily Game. Um, there's a brand new cast of Strong Style out. Me and Anwar talked about Power Struggle that happened this past weekend. Uh, the main event was Chris Jericho defending his IWGP Intercontinental title against Evil. So check that out. Um, and I think that's about it for my shout outs and thank yous for this week. Uh, check out the very last Forever Young cast where we uh, go in depth on Evolution and the May Young Classic Finals. Uh, with what sleep though, Madame Lizette and Jupiter Julep. So check that podcast out as well. And just everything here on CSPN. Um, if you are, if you were subscribed to the CSPN media feed, we have discontinued that feed. So go out and subscribe to all your individual show feeds. So the WrestleCast, Comic Book Chronicles, Random Ramblings, Cast of Strong Style, they all have their individual feeds. So if you were on that CSPN feed and haven't been getting any updates or any new shows, just subscribe to the individual show feeds and all the new episodes and everything will pop back up into your podcast players. So on that note, for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet, and the Razzlecast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime, I'm Don DeLorente. This has been episode 210 of the Razzlecast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Becky Lynch says she's going to rip my arm off. It's cute. It's cute. It's adorable, actually. You know, Becky, it's, it's easy to see why everybody loves you. It's easy to see why everyone loves you. I mean... There's no doubt that you worked hard and persevered through adversity to once again become the SmackDown Women's Champion. You're the champ. You're the man. Well, figuratively. But, man, at Evolution, you put on the performance of a lifetime. A lifetime. It was amazing. Without question, you have my respect. But do not mistake my respect for weakness. I am the last woman on earth you want to provoke. While your alarm was waking you up every morning for school, my mother was waking me up out of a dead sleep trying to break my arms. While you were in clown college, I was training for the Olympics. And while you were a stewardess serving snacks, I was in the midst of the most dominant title reign the sport of MMA has ever seen. But yeah, you've seen a whole new Becky. She's changed. A whole new Becky with a whole new attitude, and I love it. I love it just like everybody else. It's awesome. But it's going to take a lot more than a new attitude. 
to beat me. I am a natural born killer. Beaten to a fine edge after years and years of waking up every single morning wanting to be the greatest athlete of all time. Two weeks. Two weeks, Becky, until Survivor Series, and I want you to bring all of your angst. I want you to bring all of your rage. I want you to bring all of your pent-up resentment. I want you to bring everything that you got, because I want a challenge. And you know, Becky, you may say you're the man, but I am the baddest on the planet. You know, Survivor Series is just like evolution. You're not just fighting for yourself, you're fighting for the entire Raw locker room. You're fighting for the most dominant brand in sports entertainment. And I know you will not let us down. But after Survivor Series, after you make Becky Lynch tap out, just know I'll be waiting for you. Champ. <laughs> <laughs>